0: So this is the third episode and I am really excited about it because today I'm going to talk with you about skin hunger. And skin hunger is a real thing. Many of you may not have heard of it. Interesting enough though, I am starting to see more information about it in the news. And there is no wonder because skin hunger is such an important for us to recognize about our need for touch, affection, affirmation, and um, just deep connection, and it just, it goes right down to our DNA, this need for touch and connection, so I want to talk with you about that. We're also going to talk about pleasure, and some of you watching this might have some aversion to pleasure, or you might have been conditioned at some point in your life that it's wrong or shameful to have pleasure, or to even acknowledge and admit that you You know, you want pleasure, that you want to be pleasured, or you want to give pleasure. Um, It's interesting the different ways that we start to cut our pleasure off when we are experiencing it, or if we ever feel like, you know, we really need it and we're not really sure how to ask for it. So we're going to talk a little bit about pleasure as well. And touch. I have a little practice that I'd like to invite you into so that you can experience touch and give you some language that perhaps you can use with your partner as a way to be able to receive more affirming touch in a way that is nourishing and nurturing, restorative and healing your nervous system, and we all need that because in order for us to soar and vibrate at our highest, we really need to get in touch with what it is that we truly need, not what we psychologically um, project that we need, okay, there are certainly psychological needs that we have, um, but not what we think other people might think we want. But to get started, we're going to go ahead and, and um, begin with our three-minute meditation. So go ahead and find your cushion. I am going to open up um, the Insight Timer. I like to use this. It's a free timer that you can use so that you can meditate with. There's all kinds of guided meditations on there as well. You can follow me on Insight Timer as I offer up various guided meditations and affirmation practices. So here we go. and. Hopefully by now, you know the routine. We're gonna sit up as tall as you can. If you'd like, you can also just lay down if that's where you are watching this. There's no perfect way to do this. The best way to meditate is to just do it, right? So whatever position that you're in. Um, For this practice, I'm gonna sit up as tall as I can. Again, I've got this insight timer that um, I'm gonna use. It's set for three minutes. You're just gonna focus on your breath. You can just drop right into your heart space and then drop a little bit lower to watch your breath expand and then bring that breath and awareness back up to your heart and then back down to your belly again. Okay, so for three minutes we're gonna go ahead and get started now. So sit up as tall as you can and you may hear the bell, you may not. Again we start to relax a little bit more. You can relax your shoulders. Relax the muscles around your face, your eyes. If you're sitting up, you can place your hands on your knees, palms facing down for grounding. You might
1: also rest them in your lap. Just to find that sense of awareness in your heart. Perhaps noticing the way that your heart is beating in your chest. As you're breathing, you're oxygenating the blood cells around your heart and your lungs. So see if you can take a really deep, full breath. and then exhale it out through your nose. You may notice the way that your shoulders start to drop a little bit as you exhale your breath. And as you
0: inhale, I'd like you to focus on more love and more light coming into your heart space, opening up any closed doors that you might have in your heart.
1: And then exhaling out again. I'd like you to bring your awareness from your heart down towards your belly. And see if you can breathe in a little bit longer, a little slower, deeper. It's okay if your mind is starting to wander, just bring it back to your breath. Just notice the way that your breath is filling your belly up. You can feel some firmness as your stomach expands with breath. And as you exhale, pull your navel back towards your spine. Totally getting empty. Letting go, and then inhaling again.
0: As you let go of any need for perfectionism or to do it right, your nervous system starts to calibrate more, ease full rhythm.
1: Let's take another couple of breaths.
0: As we start to end the meditation, perhaps you're noticing a sense of calm and ease, maybe some pleasure, joy, at just having completed a meditation. And when you're ready, Go ahead and start to open up your eyes. Might want to look around the space a little. It's really great for orientation. As you go through that process, you might notice that the colors seem a little bit brighter in the room. You feel a little bit more invigorated. And I want to invite you to just go ahead and move your body a little bit also. So just roll your shoulders. Yeah, that feels good, I bet. Your wrists oh our bodies want to feel good and they want to feel good because they want to continue to serve and support you in this life so you can do magnificent things so what are some of the ways that we can go about doing magnificent things in our life for one it's important that we have what we need so that we can really thrive and what we need to thrive is connection with other human beings in a way that feels safe and supportive for us so that we can truly show up in our fullness. Before I get into skin hunger, I wanna read something to you that was pretty profound to me. Um, I was reading this book, Healers on the Edge, really incredible. It's, um, it's a sexual, it's a somatic sexual education book that I'm, that I'm using to build and um, develop my course the Body Temple, both the virtual school and also the live school, um, but, but I want to read this to you. And this introduction is done by Cassie Moore, so hear me when I, when I read this. We need sexual healing. We are in profound, desperate need of mindful attention and care for our intimate lives. We are deeply hurting, individually and collectively, but we don't know where to take our sexual wounds for mending. We are sexually abused, traumatized, and disempowered. We are disempowered, fragmented, and disconnected. We are dissatisfied but aren't really sure what we actually want or what is even possible. We don't know where or how to find out and we are discouraged from asking discouraged from asking how to get the help that we need to start to come to our wholeness, to heal this disempowerment, these sexual wounds. We certainly haven't been given any compass or roadmaps, and what we have been given is reproductive, reproduction-focused diagrams of ovaries and testicles and minimal if any information about the pleasure aspect of what happens down there and where do you think down there is we've been given shame this shame is what really keeps us disconnected from being able to receive touch there's so many um you know negative connotations around touch in the workplace it makes sense i get it Um, I've experienced sexual harassment in the workplace. I'm I'm sure that many of you watching have as well. And um, and so as our society becomes more and more touch averse, and we become so concerned about whether we're doing it right or have we offended anyone, you know, I, I really feel for a lot of men in this case, and I also feel for a lot of women who don't know how to ask for the touch that they need because they've not been given the communication tools. They haven't been able to connect with their bodies enough to really know what's true for them and, and you know in in and let me not limit this because it this isn't about women or men this is about all human beings all human beings needing touch and oftentimes being afraid to ask for the touch that they need because of whatever conditioning that they've experienced or whatever Um, whatever traumatic experiences that they've had growing up and how that now shows and plays up in relationships and the ways that they're able to um, receive and also to give touch. So this leads me to skin hunger. So skin hunger is being touch-deprived. And this is that sense, I'd like you to really think about those words, skin hunger, that the skin is hungering to be touched. This goes right down to our DNA. I think this is interesting, but um, a a research study was done back in the 1940s and a really tragic experiment that was done in a hospital whereby there were um, infants and there were, um, you know, ranging from maybe about eight infants, and some of them were placed in a very sterile environment in which they were fed and they were changed when they needed to be, but they were never given any additional touch. They weren't picked up, they weren't cuddled, they weren't sung to, they were just fed, placed back in their their, um, crib, and then changed when they needed to, and that was it. Now, the other infants, they received touch, they were fed, they were changed, they were cuddled, they were sang to. And what they found was that within four months, the children that were placed, these little infant babies that were placed in that sterile environment, many of them died. The children who received touch and cuddle, they thrived. So it was that need for touch and being touch deprived that actually caused their demise. if we think about that, we think about not being touched. Think about how that affects us emotionally, psychologically, how that doesn't allow for um, the oxytocin to just start to, you know, be secreted so that we can enjoy the fullness of touch and hug and connection that is natural for us. We want that. We crave that. We desire that. And for many reasons that we've, we've decided as either individuals or collectively To create separation and distance between receiving touch and asking for touch and giving touch out of fear, out of whatever that is, shame. We are creating in many ways our own demise, right? We are contributing to our own demise in different ways. And what's that demise? Perhaps that's the demise of our creation, that demise of what could have come out if we are fully, fully connected to our center and also feel fully connected and supported by others. When we don't feel fully connected and supported, it's difficult for us to really show up. During quarantine, um, a lot of people have been expressing that they desire touch. They don't have touch. You know, one of the ways to get this need for touch fulfilled if you don't have a partner or you don't have a safe space to go and get touch, like, um, for example, some of the cuddle parties or different places that have been created for safe touch, um, people would go to get massages or maybe, you know, get their, their hair done or something because that actually leads to, you know, human touch which is so needed. And now during COVID, if you don't have that, you don't have that capacity to, or that capability to go out and and receive a massage, then where do you get the touch from? So just recognize, recognize where perhaps you are in a space where you're not receiving the amount of touch that you need. You may not even realize that you need touch, because maybe you've conditioned yourself to say that you don't need touch or you've, you know, not had a partner for a long time and you've been living alone. I, I actually remember I'd, um, when I was still working at the university that I'd hugged a woman. I asked her for permission first, of course. I asked her if I could hug her. We were in the break room and there's, I had this impulse just to ask her if it would be okay for me to hug her. And she said, yes. And I hugged her. And afterwards, after we released our embrace, she said to me, she had not been hugged or touched in 10 years, 10 years. Feel that. How many people out there are not receiving touch? And when we are experiencing skin hunger, whether we consciously know that we're in need of touch or it's playing in the background unconsciously, and it's showing up in these, you know, other ways that are really taking our life force energy. These are some of the sciences. Aggressiveness, so feeling aggressive, and depression, going through bouts of sadness, this loneliness, this anger. Those are common things when we talk about, like, depression. People are like, okay, they feel aggressive, or they feel sad, or they feel all these different things, but they're not necessarily connecting these types of behaviors back to the need for touch and connection. What are your limiting beliefs around receiving and giving touch? Start to drop into that. And how can this introduction to skin hunger or just this conversation start to create an opening for you to explore what you need Around touch? What if you can ask for touch in a way that is safe for you by someone who you trust and love? What if you have a partner and you can expand the depth of which you touch one another because you are able to really tune into what your body deeply desires and craves when it comes to touch? Touch can be so affirming and restorative for us. And when we touch one another, we are truly touching all of our history, all of our past experiences. We are touching our limiting beliefs. We're touching our pain. We're also touching our pleasure and touching the potential that we have for more Creative expression and more affection. So, touching shouldn't be done in a way that's just haphazard or unconscious. Like, haphazard, what I mean by that is like touching really, you know, <laughs> I don't know, briskly. I've had partners in the past who I realize are uh, just trying to adore me with touch. And might instead actually just like rub unconsciously and it doesn't feel very good at all. So just being mindful of the way that you touch and also being able to communicate how you'd like to be touched if the touch doesn't feel so great. What is it like for you to be able to tap into what your pleasure is? And are there any limiting beliefs that you have around accessing your pleasure. Let me give you an example. If let's say that you've had any sexual trauma, and it is still inside, you're still you still haven't been able to get to a point where you have been able to move through that with the support of either um, a therapist, counseling, um, a somatic sex educator, and you are still being triggered whenever you are in intimate relations with others, with your partner, or just. You know, with anybody that you choose to to share your sexuality with, and if you are having any experiences where you start to shut down, or if you're a male and you experience pre-ejaculation and um, or you ejaculate before you want to, you know, these kind of experiences can lead to to shortening or cutting off our access to pleasure, and what I want to express is that when we cut off our access to pleasure, when we feel like for some reason we should not be experiencing pleasure because it's shameful or it's sinful or we should be, you know, working hard and struggling and not have pleasure, and not have ease, you're also cutting off your life force. You are contributing to the demise of your creativity. To the demise of you being able to really access and unwrap your gifts. Being able to access and tune into your pleasure is going to help you when you start getting pulled down into those negative thought patterns, when something difficult or challenging arises in your life, then you can start to connect, tapping into pleasure, into gratitude, into creativity, into more life. And this is what's going to help us to thrive. So I really want to encourage you that, you know, look into what your beliefs are around pleasure. The next time that you are eating food and you are really enjoying the taste of it, see if you can practice expanding feeling pleasure around eating that meal that delicious strawberry or whatever succulent um, piece of whatever it is that you're eating see if you can just expand your pleasure and stay in pleasure as a practice as an intentional practice so that you can start to release more endorphins in your body more serotonin and as you expand into your pleasure See how you can take that into other areas of your life, more intimate areas of your life. And it doesn't always have to be sexual. When I'm talking about touch and I'm talking about pleasure, I'm not talking about only sexuality, although I am not discluding sexuality in touch and in pleasure, because just as much as it's important for us to recognize that we are spiritual beings, we're also sexual beings, and there's nothing shameful or sinful about that. Again, any of those mindsets are going to be limiting and are also going to cut you off from your capacity to experience pleasure. And when you are cut off from your capacity or you are limited in your capacity to experience pleasure, you are also limiting your experience here in life. So, practice being in pleasure, enjoying pleasure. With that in mind, I'd like to just move into a short practice. Some of you might think this is a little bit strange, and that's okay. I invite you to practice anyways, to start to expand your edges around what's pleasurable for you, and also to be able to witness someone, me in this case, experiencing pleasure. It's just as powerful to witness somebody in their pleasure as it is to. be able to give yourself permission to experience pleasure, right? And then the next step, of course, is applying that permission and moving into pleasure. But for right now, if all you're able to do is witness me in my pleasure, then perhaps that will somehow unlock permission in yourself. Let's see. So... This is kid-friendly. Don't worry. When we talk about pleasure again, I'd like you to try to disconnect any, like, strange taboos or beliefs about what pleasure is and, you know, and expand your mindset around that. So this is going to be a really simple practice. And I'm just going to use my hand to bring pleasure to myself. And I'm going to talk through this, although if I was just doing this not on a live, then um, I would be more focused inward. So I will speak out loud as though I were speaking to myself in my inner dialogue. And maybe you'll get some tips that you'll be able to apply for yourself. So just starting to relax your non-dominant hand and just breathe into your body
1: letting go of any expectation there's no goal just feeling the relaxation starting to come into your body and using your dominant hand Start to bring touch, and just notice what that touch feels like. What's the pressure like? Does it feel wispy, like a feather, or like a soft breeze? What might it feel like to apply a little more pressure? just keep breathing as you are
0: experiencing this pleasure and go ahead and smile and giggle or move any other part of your body to just dance with that pleasure that you're experiencing in your hand right now
1: Keep breathing as you bring awareness to the way that the hand feels. Just letting your hand touch knuckles and touch fingertips. Touch palm.
0: If you're noticing any tension or any thought starts to arise that is contrary to receiving pleasure, just push it away. And come back to
1: pleasure. I'd like you to bring some awareness now
0: to your dominant hand. And feel the sensations that your dominant hand is experiencing touching the other hand. Often we use our hands to give pleasure to others or to facilitate a particular function. But your hands have so many nerve endings they're right up there with the nerve endings, the amount of nerve endings
1: in the lips and the feet, genitals.
0: Feel that your dominant hand is also experiencing and receiving pleasure by just touching, that giving touch actually creates pleasurable sensations in your hand. In tuning into these sensations, see if you can expand it a little further
1: by breathing, perhaps moving a little more slowly to play with the different sensations. And then
0: see if you can expand that pleasure into other parts of your body. Maybe your toes start to
1: get on board. Maybe your shoulders relax a little bit more.
0: As you lean back a little bit further to disengage any muscles in The trunk, and just allow your body to experience relaxation and pleasure.
1: See if you can just breathe a little more. And then slowly start to bring your awareness back and complete the practice. All
0: right, how's that for a Tuesday morning? It's perfectly okay if that was a little strange for you or uncomfortable to observe. And it's awesome if you were able to smile as you were witnessing me experiencing some pleasure in my hands. When we give ourselves permission, to witness others in their pleasure, we are starting to disconnect from those beliefs that pleasure is shameful or sinful or should be done in secret. We then can start to give ourselves permission to experience more pleasure and more joy in our lives. And once you start tapping into pleasure, you can, start to move that pleasure into other parts of your body and other parts of your awareness so that it expands. And soon enough, you start to reprogram your mind so that you seek pleasure in a loving way, in an affirmative way, not in a clinging or a need to have pleasure as some kind of vice or hook, but instead, Because you know that pleasure brings you closer to your creativity and to your potential. And we need that so that we can really show up fully in our lives. So I want to leave you with that. I challenge you to move into touch and to pleasure as a practice with your loved ones, maybe with your partner, even with your children. Again, this pleasure and touch is not limited to sexual touch and perhaps even sensual touch, although I believe sensual touch is much more than um, what our society tends to refer to it as. You know, sensual touch is using all of our senses. So it's the sense youality, right? You can sense yourself in the ways that you touch, in the way that you connect to others and to yourself through your senses. So use this practice, go ahead and cater it to a way that feels healthy and safe and comfortable for you. And more than anything, Stay true to becoming your most authentic self. Don't stay attached to who you've been if it's not supporting you. You may be vibrating at a super high caliber and are awesome, awesome, awesome. See if you can become more awesome. See how you can lean into pleasure and touch and reduce skin hunger by rewriting your programming around what pleasure and touch means. I love you all so much. I'm grateful for you taking the time to tune in. Thank you so much.